urban life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Dukkan Show. Hosted by OT, Tuflis, Urshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. What is going on? Uh, yeah, so what see. happened? You've been gone for a week. I was gone for a week. What a crazy week. Okay, wait, so last time we... Remember I told you about we that spoke, girl? Yeah. Who went... So what happened? How obviously did that she had, Okay, so... Okay, recap the story. Recap the story. And is, then what happened? <laughs> remember I told you about that girl um, that basically, unfortunately, she, she'd got, she'd gone a, she had a nervous breakdown and I had to go to the Philippines to get her passport, right? Mm. It's in the last episode, like, whatever. Okay. And... Um, so I get to the Philippines, Omar and I get to the Philippines, and I realize it then, only then does it dawn on me how insane what I'm doing The f- entire time you had no idea? You know how I tend to just be like, yeah, Everybody around you told me so. <laughs> yeah. You know how normally I'm like... And you just chose to ignore it. It's not that I chose to ignore it, I just genuinely believed I could do it. Like, I didn't actually have these, like, I, I don't know what it was. I just felt like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go, I'm going to ask her for a passport... She gonna give me her passport. I'm gonna give her a bit of like severance, of cash, and we're good to go. You know. I mean, it's not crazy. <laughs> it was. Look, I have to say this. I think what was crazy is you had no idea where she lived. No, I had no idea where she lived. And that's I'm, the part that I was worried about. That's kind of like that's kind of like my mo. I always figure like the world will, will take care of me. <laughs> I know it sounds so crazy, but let this trip be a testament to that as well. Well, uh, the world you, embraced wait, wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. Why do you have two phones? Oh, we're pitching for one. Ah, okay. I'm not going to mention the brand because <laughs> no, I know. Can't. But OT is like juggling two phones like a proper Khaliji right uh, yo, now. I, I'm all about <laughs> like, it right now. Like, I was like, why do you have so we're going to take So we're going to take photos and we're going to do our five-minute show face with this ah, one. So we can test out the camera. Ream. I understand you now, OT. Right, yeah, you. so anyway, so I get there. And like, let me explain how the Philippines works. Okay. I, I have a few thoughts about the Philippines that I'd like to share. Number one. Still my homeland. Uh, I'm so connected to the island. I'm so connected to, like, the water and, 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 the, and the environment there. Like, I think it's really, really amazing. I don't know what happened to the food in the what past few years. Dude, when I was growing up, it was not that greasy and it was not that deep fried. And right now, everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, everything is so sugary, so deep fried. It's like everyone's palates went, like all the way up everyone and and it's not everything obviously we were able to find like good like cool healthy food obviously we ate deep fried stuff because that's what was there but i just don't remember it being so fast foody you know and it's really fast foody suddenly and i think it was done because of i was asking people and they say well you know there's just it's a population explosion like there's an explosion of the population and fast food company like fast food feeds more people for cheap you know it's just an it really it's an economics thing in it yeah but then anyway so we arrive at the island and uh, we arrive in Cebu and I figure out the general vicinity of where she is how did you figure that out um I asked Ateliz one of the ladies in the office to call (laughs) and pretend I I don't had a delivery or something and I just remember thinking it was completely normal to do this up until we got to the area where she was 
from. And then I was like, I'm really out of my depth here. Like, that's usually so me. It's like, I just say, yeah, 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 all the way through. And then finally, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we are out of our depth right now. And I... Were people not, like, staring you guys down all the oh, time with Omar? Like, I was getting darker as the days progressed because I am a goddess of the island. <laughs> Unlike you, OT. You from, are. From the metropolis. No one knows You me. look like a turd with hair. Are you talking about? <laughs> I, look, I love, I love when I'm brown. And nothing anyone can do, like, I would up in the morning and I'm like yes God because it's just good it just looks better I don't know anyways we were walking down the street and Omar was getting stared at obviously there were a lot of tourists in some areas more tourists than I remember okay and I've only been there I was there two years ago so it wasn't like it wasn't that long it wasn't that long but I, I've seen a drastic change in the past few years why is that most likely the presidency most likely you know the new president the I know the that people he, are down with him I know he gets a really bad rep but and I and I do not agree. I have to state this, you know. I do not agree with um, his a lot of his policies. I do not agree with a lot of his politics. But I have to say, the areas are cleaner. It is safer to walk in a lot of the areas that it I wasn't was in, before. Where it wasn't before. Mm. Um, the roads are cleaner. Like the streets are cleaner because Philippines had this massive, uh, you know that you know the garbage. Like the, like when people are just living in 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 a com- compact space, many people you're gonna have uh, overflow of, of Pretty much, waste, yeah. right? And so people are. It's just cleaner, like in general. Um, I'm saying that from a very outside perspective. Obviously, I don't live in the country. Obviously, I'm not experiencing, you know, the daily life there. But this is just a, you know, one one pseudo Filipino like, you know, opinion. Uh, the other thing that I found very interesting, and I have to, I really feel strongly about this, is the island never looked. The islands have never looked more beautiful. Like the way I know a lot of people will say that there's more more um, development on the edge on the side, but I feel like the the beaches are still clean, even mm. though more people are coming through. I think there is an effort. There's marine conservation, all of this stuff. Anyways, Omar walking around like a really sore thumb because his head is literally half a body above everybody <laughs> else's, and like when he goes in the grocery store, you can't miss him because oh, all the like shelves are my high. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. All the shelves okay, are like my that, high, right? Yeah, and you see homies like. like these, like so tall. And you know what? But I, I love that. I didn't know that was like a thing in the Philippines it's an as well. Thing, man. So it's just Asian Southeast in Southeast Asia, because a lot of us are shorter. Because like when we were in Thailand, the only person I can see over the shelves is Omar. Right? Was Omar. We can <laughs> see like each other. Guys making eye contact. Yeah, above I like the shelves. the shelves reach about chest yeah. height. Oh, me. but you know what? I did see <laughs> a lot of Americans from Atlanta. Oh, we're real? in Cebu. Yeah, a lot. Why Atlanta? I don't know. I could tell the accent. Okay. Like I could tell the accent that Atlanta drawl. You know, <laughs> and like I totally, I turn around. I never, I didn't, I didn't make a make a friend, which I usually do. I didn't. Why didn't you? Um, I was feeling rather rather antisocial. Uh, I felt like I was a bit undercover. Like I didn't want to blow my cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was. A, You're really like you took the role full on. That's why I succeeded because I didn't half commit. I wasn't half pregnant. Like I yeah. was like all in for the win. Balls out. Like whatever. Put in. Put in. Put a saying in there. I was all in and like. When I got there, I called, I had two phone numbers, I had two of her phone numbers, and I knew if I could get to, like, the edge of her area, I would ask people and I'd find her. Okay. That's how, like... They're very I communal. Like, yeah, I feel like Sudan's probably the same yeah, way, though. It's like, easy, yeah, yeah, If I rocked up to where you were, in you the neighborhood ask, you were, you and I was like, where's OT from Dubai? I'm sure yeah. I would find you. Easy. So I pretty much just did that. Uh, Omar and I went on a bit of an adventure, and then I sat her down and I explained the situation. So where did you find her? I found... We ended up calling her, uh, finding her cousin's number. Someone gave us her cousin's number, which 
she would happen to be with him just at that time. So he handed the phone to her, and I was like, can I see you? Dang. And she said, absolutely. She was about an hour and a half away from me um, because I didn't actually make it to the edge of her area, but like, hey, close enough. Hey. And she came down, and um, I, one of the things, my takeaways from this trip was that if you come to the table with peace I, like in your heart, like peace in your mind and peace in your heart, everything is negotiable. Mm. I genuinely, genuinely believe that because I asked for her passport, I asked for like, <laughs> I asked her like whatever. I asked this, I asked her a bunch of things, and I explained the reasons why I needed those things. And to be honest with you, she just said yes. She just said okay, like mm. here, you know. Um, and then Omar and I had two days where I got to show him. To I, I called my grandparent, my grandmother, obviously, and apologized profusely. Mm-hmm. Um, I did apologize because you couldn't because make it. we couldn't make it. It was just by the time if we traveled there, it would have taken half a day to travel there. We would have stayed for a day and then used the other half day to come back, so we would make it in time for our flight. So mm. it wasn't worth it. So I just said like. Let's just stay where we are and let's like really get to, like I'll show you this place. And uh, I took him on what is probably my favorite thing to do, which is go out in the boat, <laughs> go out in the boat and just see that endless blue horizon. Like you don't know the color turquoise. You don't know the color blue until you've done the Philippines, like the mm-hmm. edge of the world like that, you know, and you're in this little boat and it's just you and God and the fish and like it's all good. Um, and Omar's like, let's go. Omar is a really strong swimmer. Omar is a very strong swimmer. Like, I'm okay. I'm a strong swimmer, but I don't have a lot of stamina. He's got stamina and he can swim. Like, he's nice. very good. And so we go and we get, we rent out some snorkels and, like, some, some life jackets. And we go to this area where there's coral reef. And where there's coral reef, there's life. And that's why, uh, you know, I really get angry when people ruin reef. Because it's just the most amazing, remarkable thing that God's created, you know. Anyways... Uh, Omar is like literally swimming around like a fish. He takes his jacket off and he swam for like half an hour without a jacket. Like no problem, like snorkeling, like chilling. And I'm there with my jacket because I'm a little thing. Also could be confused for fish food. So wanted to make sure (laughs) (laughs) that I was not. And I must have swam into a school of jellyfish because suddenly I felt electricity like down my arms. And you can see like now it's going away because I've got a steroid cream on it. But, like, I've got to say, that actually hurt. But I was so enthralled with being there that I didn't actually swim straight to the boat. I was like, oh, no, you're probably making that up. And so I was, like, swimming around. And the more I swam, the more painful my arms got. And luckily, I was in a life jacket. So I just kind of paddled back to the thing. And the, like, lovely uh, captain of the boat was like, you should put some vinegar on that. <laughs> and so... I mean, it almost looks like chicken pox. It does kind of look like chicken pox, doesn't it? And uh, it's very interesting because the reason, the way you don't know, the way you know it's not is because it, it's linear, see? That's like a whip. They whip you like that. And it's, it's tentacles, like, mm. um, to get in your skin. It, oh, they were obviously like little baby ones. But the I went to the doctor today and she was like, mm, jellyfish. And I was like, are you sure it's not like lupus or... <laughs> whatever but it wasn't and you know what i have to say like i do it again uh it wasn't it was it hurt but it wasn't that bad um and i just kind of got i didn't lose my arms and you should see some of these don't google anything like ever (laughs) like don't google anything what did you find yo some of these like these jellyfish bites like they turn like like boils like pussing and 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 blue and purple and all of this 
crazy stuff and I was like oh no and obviously I got I got hit in the neck as well so I'm like oh I hope I don't is um, that why the rest of your face is red no the, my face is red is because I'm sun kissed oh. <laughs> I'm sun kissed God your kissed me with slapped. the sun I'm sun kissed your sun burnt also because uh, I did have sunscreen on but when you're out that far in the water was it expired that <laughs> yes it was I put, <laughs> I put it expired uh, no when you're that far out in the water all of the water acts like a mirror so it's like reflecting the rays onto you. And you're just a bronze, a bronzage goddess, as, as Amorati says, floating in the water. I don't care what you say. Obviously, the doctor looked at me and she's like, uh, you, Philippines? Yeah, no. She's like, where'd you go? You, you, you want a you're boat? You're in Cebu? You want yeah. a boat? Yeah. yeah. But I really, I love that feeling. I don't like fishing. I got to say, you know how some people go out and fish? I don't like fishing. I like to go and do an activity and then come back. Like, I don't want to... Isn't sit. fishing an activity? It is, but you sit for a long time. Oh, yeah. No, I don't have the You sit either. for a long... And I don't have... Oh, okay. Can I tell you something really, really, like, I found really... Uh, okay, go for it. Um, Omar and I were having... What? Enlightening, okay. yeah. Omar and I were obviously having a discussion about the business mm. and about life. And uh, he'd come up with this thing, which is... Subco- he made the word up, but it actually makes sense. Um we were talking about things and he said subconscious requisite. We mm. talked to you about it. When oh, we yeah, yeah, before you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So it really stuck with us as we were yeah. on the trip. So let me explain. So the idea is that everybody, and this is obviously a very loose theory. We just made it up. So whatever. Do you? It, it's philosophizing. The idea is that everybody has a baseline for what they require in order to be motivated. Mm-hmm. So a baseline of this thing that needs to exist in order for you yep. to get up off your butt and Which do I'm something. Still kind of impressed and surprised that Omar came up with this? To be honest with you... Or did, I, I have a feeling he read it somewhere and he just forgot where he read maybe it. Maybe he did. Maybe so it was it one of those, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm willing to accept it because it's added <laughs> quite a bit to my life. I so agree. So we were sitting down and, and we, were t- we were sitting on the boat and he, we were talking about it and he said, you know, he said, Abu Radi, our editor, his subconscious requisite is impossibility. Hmm. So if you give him a regular, plain old job, Man's is probably gonna act like he's about he'll 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 faint. <laughs> no, he'll you faint, have faint. to. No, <laughs> you have to, you have to tell the story at least to Which kind of put it into context. The one of, of the last job when we ended up driving to his place. Oh my god! Like he had to do the simplest job ever. He couldn't wake up in the morning. Me and you were driving to his place to like we thought the client was sure. waiting in the office the for like two hours was for him. In the office for forty five. Oh my god! And this never happens. Like this is not collective standard. Did you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very infuriating. And I just it, it we were we were getting I was getting very frustrated and I'm like, is there something wrong with my management skills? Is there something wrong we're not seeing? And then finally, Omar said it. His his subconscious prerequisite is impossibility. So if you present to him a job that is said that is said to be impossible, he will be up all night long, up in the morning until that question is answered. Mm. That that editing question is answered. Problem? That's for the real. That's not for the meal. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean. So I think altogether we, we it, that really cracked open this idea. And I said, well, what's my subconscious requisite? Yeah. Because it's very hard to be self-reflective like that. Mm. And Omar said, movement. He's like, you have to have constant movement. And he's absolutely right. If anything feels like it's stagnating for a second, I'm out. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm unmotivated. I don't... Even in conversations, why are we talking like that? 
<laughs> you know, like, let's move, <laughs> let's move. And maybe that's not a great thing to be, but it is Why what not? I am. What I, do you think the cons of that are? Um, you, fatigue, burnout. It's something we talk about a lot. You know, fatigue, burnout, uh, an inability to recognize one's own bandwidth <laughs> sometimes. Um, a, a brave, you know, uh, there's, uh, you know, sometimes you feel too brave in places where you should feel fear. Because mm. fear is good. It tempers you sometimes, you know. But I feel like there's no place for fear in my life. That's because I need constant movement, you know. Yeah. And it's very shark-like. Like, I feel like if you don't, if you stop swimming, you die, you know. And that's a, I, I, I feel very comfortable in that thought. And Omar is like, no, it's not normal. Not everybody's <laughs> like, no, you, it's not normal. And not everybody's like that. And he said it about you, remember, yeah. at lunch. He said, your subconscious prerequisite is hustle. Yeah. Which is, which is different than movement. Yeah. Hustle is different than movement. What do you I mean there were there were there were a gray area in between both? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I can't. And that explains my lack of being comfortable and being idle yeah i can't stand it like yeah, if i'm I, not doing something then i lose my i love that he didn't mistake hustle for movement hustle is yeah. very different exactly uh, movement is true because i'm also very attracted to movement yeah. i'm attracted to it to seeing movement but hustle is a very different thing hustle is literally that thing that drives you to get to an end goal yeah like so you have to constantly be goal oriented yeah. i may this not necessarily have a goal yeah i'm always moving you just want to move you're constantly no. goal oriented and the thing you're is like, i get there that's not enough yeah and yeah, then yeah it's yeah, on yeah, to yeah. the next one yeah, and yeah. on to the next one the accolade is irrelevant and yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's just okay i get there okay what's what comes after that exactly and it sounds exciting and it sounds great but i've dealt with its cons before yeah like what are its good. cons though um, some of its cons is that it's hard to slow down. Yeah, we don't. And we don't. that affects personal life a lot more than professional. Like I see it, um, I see it with family. Yeah. How I don't get to spend enough time with them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you heard the complaints this weekend. No, this weekend's been great. Oh, I mean, you went? Yeah, it was Mubarak's birthday. It was this Mubarak's weekend. birthday. I was there all weekend. You know, <laughs> we had a great time. So you know, um, they actually enjoyed it. So. They enjoyed. I love how you're like they enjoyed my time. Um, no, I love it. I actually love going to see them. It's just like I gotta be doing something, yeah. and I feel like okay, I'm wasting, I'm wasting specific time because I'm not doing something else. And one hundred percent. And then I get side eyed by mom when I'm on my phone or on my laptop. It's like you should be hanging out with us. What are you working on? And in a way, I totally understand what she's saying. Yeah. But hustle is your subconscious prerequisite. And that's uh it's a it's a struggle. Also, I realized that it it affected my previous relationships a lot as ah. well because I prioritize everything else but that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you don't make time for me no more, and it's like, yo, listen. I got other stuff to take care of. Let me sort this out, and then we can sit and figure this out. You know out. what's crazy? And is then that I don't figure that out. I'm still, you're I'm still, still pushing yeah, through. I, I, that's that's what I was gonna say. You know what's crazy is that you're pushed. You're always moving forward, and I think people tend to feel like they're left behind. Yeah. And that's something that um, I I do. I, I never feel like I'm left behind with you because I'm constantly moving, and I yeah. totally understand. It's kind of like we're swimming. It, in two lanes and yeah. I know okay I might be ahead I might be behind but you I know you're still kind of swimming like we're always in parallel yeah mm. um, but I think I can totally see how that's affected I, I've always said I'm not the kind of friend that will show up we don't have to, you know some of my friends are like Tuesday night friends where every mm. Tuesday they get together they see each other they hang out they you know 
I don't. I'm like, have let me that. know a week or two in advance, so it's in my calendar. Even then, I I'm, <laughs> like I can't even say. I have, I have a new practice where, as much as possible, I try to avoid booking anything on Friday. Yeah. Because then that's family day. If I have to, it's Friday evening or late night. Yeah, like you keep the morning. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like I don't book anything. This is which is also I realized probably is another reason why I don't do brunches because. That's like sacred family time. Totally. So like it's not my thing. I mean, I never enjoyed them anyway. But yeah. usually, I just tell people, "Don't invite me. I'm not going to show up." Well, you know what? I think I'm the kind of friend, and maybe this is for better or worse. I'm the kind of friend that will show up if you're if you're ill, if you need something, I'm there. Uh, I'll show up at the hospital if something goes wrong. God forbid. Yeah. I'm there. But if you invite me to dinner, I'll most likely not be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, I, and, yeah. And, and when like, we do dinner, it's like still like, five-minute show phase. And I've realized you know? something is that, like, we make it to plans. If It's it's weird. Like, if somebody hits me up, like, ten, r- ten minutes right after something gets canceled... I'm in. I'm going to slide you right in. Oh, totally. You're in the calendar. Like, yeah, yeah, We're yeah. We're making it happen. But I think, I like, think that causes a problem, yeah, too. Like, I was supposed to meet with some guys for IAA's work tonight. And Danny texted he wants to do dinner. I was like, hey man, my calendar is empty. Let's do it, right? Yeah, do but that's it. Like, like he was just he was just lucky. He kind of texted but around no, that time. But it's it's kind of the same way because we we do five minute show face now, yeah. six days a week. Yeah. Which, by the way, I love. I'm loving five minute show face. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and I love that Omar's a part of it. I love. Um, the interaction with people. Yeah. I um, want to start bringing in guests on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like yes. But I people. think we should have like a set of rules because there are some things we're kind of figuring out as we go along. We're testing it. But um, what I do recognize about doing that every night is that I actually don't book anything in the evenings until I know how I'm going to do five minute show face. Within that, yeah. Within that, within so that. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, oh, am I going to your place after? Or you yeah. come to mine? Or, you know, and it's only been a week or so. Um, but that's it. It's, but it's, it's kind of sad. But this is the thing. That's the hustle or that's the movement. Yeah. So you keep doing it, right? Yeah, and it makes me comforted. Yeah. I know I, it sounds really crazy, but I'm so comforted by it, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, the I internet mean, Doug was doesn't wild. like it so much, but... What do you mean? Doug Doug has been hating a lot. Has he? <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you. I met him. So, I, I, ended up sho- I, ended up, I ended up showing up to an IAA meeting 15 minutes late. Oh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. 15 yes. minutes late to a board meeting. Yeah. And, um... My excuse is like, yo, I, I was with a client, so I can't help you. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus, this is like a, a side activity for me. <laughs> this is not paying this me. Is, yeah, this, this is, is not running my business. Fee. It's my side piece. Yeah. Um, so I showed up a little late, and Doug decided to be all smart. And he's like, oh, we're just about to leave. And, you know, he's like, he's about to get up, and he's, and he's you know, trying to mess around. And I was like, listen, I'm only here for your moral support. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be here. I got to do. Later, me. So I'm good. I can leave right now. What did you say? I was like, no, 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 no. Stay. Fucking dog. Um, and I sent you a photo, right? From that, from that totally. session. Totally. That was the. Yeah. I, I was so late that the room was full. I had to sit under the presentation. I stand in that situation. <laughs> under the slide. I'm like, I'm standing. Yeah, I'm getting I'm comfortable. Not, I I'm sat not. down, <laughs> and I was playing on my phone, which was a bit rude, but it's just. They were going on and on about some nonsense sometimes, and there are a few cool points there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but they had a few plans where, like, uh, I don't say can't. anything in those meetings, man. Okay. I w- I don't think I've been to an IA. I, yeah, I have. I, I had this internal struggle of should I comment or not. Usually, I'm like, yo, no, that's a bad idea. This is what we should do instead. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, no. You know what? Because you know, you you know what happens. You if comment, I say something, 
Boom. It's a whole nother trajectory. It's a whole nother trajectory. And then, hey, Oti, would you like to take the lead? No, I don't. You want to take the lead on it? I don't have time (laughs) to take the lead. I'm just letting you know you're going in the (laughs) the wrong direction. You figure it out. Yeah. Like that, that, that's all I wanted to do. And I'm like, yeah, no. What's funny about, what's funny about five minute show face is you either like it or you don't, you know? Yeah. But you either get the online live space or you don't. Yeah. So Doug was like, hey, you know what? If I were you guys, I'd try to get people's attention in the first three seconds i'm like this is not youtube pre-rolls <laughs> <laughs> he's like no but you know it's like that's digital online that's how you get people's attention the formulas like, no there's, there's no rules yeah there's no, no but that's what's you that's what i love about the space is that okay three seconds for you is not the same as three seconds for that guy not no, the same as three seconds for that guy all. and not the same so for me it's like who's three seconds am i looking at mine that's, that's the only one and anyways, we spent like 10 seconds with our broadcast that's going to begin <laughs> yeah. in a few minutes screen Which, by the way, with music playing and we and us talking. talking. Anyway, so it's just there. Like, yeah. it's part of the entertainment. No, I, I totally love the space, yeah. I have to say. I'm, I'm in love with yeah. the live space. I think it's, I think it's um, so fun. Anyway, uh, before, before we, we leave and close, and, um, so last episode we were talking about how you wanted to dig into your filipino self a little bit further the flip side if you will yeah <laughs> so after the strip like was there something that happened to um, your roots or to your identity I, as opposed to just i thought so ve- i actually cried for a bit i thought so very deeply about my grandfather on this trip for some reason hmm. and uh i don't talk a lot about my grandfather but my grandfather was a calligrapher he wasn't very rich and um he wasn't rich at all actually and uh, he was a tap dancer and, a, and an artist and uh, a really, a really nice man. There was, you know, I, I, I'd like to say he was remarkable, but I don't think he was. I mm. think he was just of the island, you know, and, and that beauty, that, that, that beauty was there, you know. Um, but I thought very deeply about him during this trip, um, especially on when I wasn't panicking uh, in those moments about whether I was going to do what I was what I was there to do. Uh, what, my, on my mission, my mission, I did accept it. Um, but then when that settled down and I, I actually completed the mission, I had a moment and I sat and I was like, I'm so connected to this country and I'm so at peace mm. with who I am in the country. I don't have conflict. I don't have um confusion uh partially because and and this is something that i found really funny as well is that the philippines has had a history of colonization Mm. so being half or being foreign or being is actually part of the history Mm. you know Uh, and i i was really grateful to be able to show omar parts of the history that i know very well because i i dug really deep into it um, my grandfather songs would come on because it's karaoke nation. First of all, you get out of the airport in Philippines and you, you hear music. You hear people singing randomly. It is normal. Mm-hmm. It is abnormal to not sing. Yeah. That's what I. It's a country of laughter and of singing and of dance uh, and of deep fried food. It seems. But I, I think, and I, I'm giving it a bad rep, but I actually feel like I'm going to be a part of a movement to fix that. Mm. The healthy Filipino food movement. I'm calling it into existence right now because. I swear to God, we have such a bad rep food-wise. Like, I think we're given, we don't present ourselves well enough, and there's a lot of really great food. Um, Beyond the food, I think it's, I have to do it deeper. When it comes to the food, you should definitely find, like, uh, someone to actually pull it off for you there in terms of healthy food. Like, I think there's this um, 
uh, Sudanese kitchen in the UK. You were telling me about as I was yeah, telling us about. Yeah, the the so he's um this guy's actually a pharmacist by education. Yeah. And when he was studying in the UK, it was like reminiscent about his mom's cooking. So you know he hit her up. He's like, "Yo, can you hook me up with the recipes so he could cook Sudanese food while he's out there?" And he realized part of that journey of discovering Sudanese food that there is no recipe books in English. Yeah. So he's the first person to to just make a recipe. And at this book. day and age, it did, like. You wouldn't think that it doesn't exist, right? But he turns out to be the first person to write Sudanese recipes in English. That's phenomenal. And he runs this kitchen now, this restaurant called the Sudanese Kitchen, which is probably like the center of the Sudanese exactly. community. Exactly. And then being the the young man of the time that he is, he's into healthy food, he's into alternative options, and he's been doing amazing stuff. Like I was fo- and I follow his account religiously and I loved it just a few days ago. He came third at like a chili competition. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so like and the thing is that Sudanese food is very um it's very it's produce dependent. It's yeah. a lot of vegetables, um it's a lot of organic products and that is just by nature to what the food, how the food is made because yeah. it's dominantly farmers food. Right? Which totally makes sense. Exactly. So he found that that healthy twist, which is something like always, always liked it and always like liked what he's doing with it. And then that's definitely something if you're looking into. I'll take the a look at it Filipino as a reference. Yeah, I'll take it as know? a reference. Yeah. Definitely, because. I think there's something there that I'm going to explore. I definitely will when I have a little more time on my hands. Never, but like Never. I think you I think find someone to delegate. Exactly. It to. No, but it's also like there is a you can't delegate your own internal exploration. You know, that's the one thing. Can you cook? I can cook Filipino Believe, food. I can cook Filipino food. I am a woman of many talents, OT. <laughs> You're <laughs> lying you through your teeth. No, no, no. I will prove you wrong. <laughs> you are going to be so impressed because I actually can cook. And that's Last something. time I heard that, you ended up ordering food. No, but I have no time. I think mm-hmm. I need to take a week off to actually, like, if <laughs> if I, Ramadan was a time when I used to cook, but what we were so busy this Ramadan. Like, no, you know, uh, anyways, that's not the point. The point here is that I actually can cook. Um, no. I'm not the best cook. I'm not steamed rice. No, no, totally. Okay. I'm, I'm not the best cook you've ever that's but I can cook. Totally fine. I can cook. I can definitely because I had to. My I had to feed the family. Like you couldn't right. eat out and feed the family. Anyways, the point here is that I think that a deeper exploration of who I am as a Filipino is well worth the journey because I know already it will be a journey of love and happiness and excitement. And uh, there's always the white the the I I am brown and I celebrate my mm. brown what they call morena this dark dark skinness morena. Morena, and it's a word, it's a Spanish word mm. for dark skinned lady, I think. Anyways, uh, there's mestiza, which is like mixed, lighter skinned, and then morena, which is so there's a word for us. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And like you're a thing. A word thing, right. Yeah. And um, everywhere, the whitening brand, the brand of whitening your skin and being white. Oh, that's a problem there too. It's massive. It's not, but I find that maybe in the African communities, mm. it's a lot more dangerous. Like it women is. are using acid on their skin yeah. and things like that. Like you, you see, don't you find see that it in Caribbean, food. you see it in African communities, yeah. and it gets pretty aggressive. Oh, I'm like, sorry. Actually, I only knew about it from the Caribbean, not Africa. Yeah, no, we've My got bad. it. We've got a lot as well because it's um the. I think the danger comes to when their homemade remedies 
Yo, so then those are so they crazy. Try to mess, they, they try to mess with chemicals and they have no idea what they they're no doing. They have no idea. Like, and this is the funny thing is like, it's not funny, it's actually tragic. Is that in the Philippines, I don't think you get people acid bleaching themselves like the way you do like mm. in the Caribbean. But um, you definitely get women buying. They don't have a lot of money and they're buying like these soaps. And there's, there, there's this one whitening brand that's like the hegemon. You know oh. what I mean? Like the big... And all the women look like South Korean women. They look like South Korean women with white features, like with with Caucasian features. And I find that so interesting as like a study on the society, on the culture, on the everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Omar, I, I, traveling with Omar, he likes things to be manicured. Omar doesn't like the <laughs> real... Get, like, he doesn't like... Okay, when we go real... shoot in Sudan, he's not coming. No, he can't. Like, uh, this is what I'm trying... He says he's down, but he's not. He's throwing up inside. Like, <laughs> like I know it, you know? Yeah, he won't. I'm, he won't. I'm actually down. I'll sleep on the floor. I don't care. Like, I'm not... I'm, I'm no, not I mean, fussed, it's, it's, not that, you know? it's not that kind of treatment, don't worry. Oh, but no, like, but, like, there are some areas in the Philippines where, like, it, you're you walking by and there are kids sleeping on the street. Because yeah, the street exactly. Kids. You know what I yeah. mean? And that you're going to sit down in a place and there may be cockroaches nearby. Like, life. <laughs> yeah. And how does he react to that? He doesn't like it at all. He doesn't like ants. He doesn't like cockroaches. He does, And I'm like, look, we're living in the jungle. We've carved this place out of the jungle. Of course there's bugs here. Of course there's animals here. Of course. We're in their home. Like, yeah. you know, there's more of us. There were the more of them than us. Like, come on. But he's just also very, like... Uh, and I totally go where he comes from. I work. He's like, I work hard. I don't want to be in the campsite. <laughs> he's like, I want to be in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Running water, and I like that. We stayed in an art hotel in Cebu. Yeah, that I saw was that lovely. On your Instagram, that was lovely. It was actually really, really cool. That was Omar's choice. Uh, all all the hotels are Omar's choice. They look like. I actually don't. I don't choose <laughs> hotels anymore. Um, I gave a recommendation for the one in Cebu, but I don't choose hotels anymore. I think it's much more like Omar is, um, he has a taste and he likes that. And it's good for me because I otherwise... Because you're just a ratchet. Because I'm ratchet. Otherwise, we'd just be sleeping <laughs> in someone else's sleeping bag. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't want to pay for the extra baggage. You want to scoot over? Yeah, yeah. Slide in a little and bit. Most people say yes, because I'm not that big. <laughs> Problem is he won't fit. <laughs> no, exactly. But I think we're. I'm lucky in the sense that when I go there, I do feel a lot of peace. Mm. I feel amid, amidst the chaos, amidst the madness. I was. I felt comfortable enough to go, not knowing this woman's pl- like number, not knowing where no, she well lived, done. and I knew that I would find her. Like that's how comfortable yeah. I am in in nice. the country. Sorry, take it back because we were talking about your granddad earlier. Oh my god! When you went two years ago. Yeah. Did you have a similar experience? Not as no. deep as this one for some reason. When mm. I go and my family is around, uh, they are so loud and so screamy. Like, they're like, they don't say hello. They're like, hey! Like, there's okay. no, like, actual, like, hey, how are you? It's like screaming like they've never, they haven't seen you in 10 years and yeah. they saw you last week. Um, they're very happy people, you know? Lots of noise and you get distracted. There's just a lot of noise, right? It doesn't, allow you, but it doesn't what, allow you to reflect. Yeah, I had time to just sit, even in an hour, just to sit, look at the water and say, my God, this is what God meant when he said turquoise. Mm. Like, look at the blue, look at the green, look at the, you know. And you just kind of, I, I realized, I learned a lot about the water and the land from my uncle. 
and from my uncles, from my grandfather. They taught me um, how to take care of coral. They taught me how to take care of the sand. Um, they taught me when the tides are coming and when it's safe to swim and when it's not. When we're in Thailand, what do you like? Your your, your nose would like, My, yeah, I mean, wiggle. Like, they're like, it's gonna rain. <laughs> it's gonna rain, <laughs> and was like, shut up! And I'm like, mm, told you. <laughs> mm. But that's they taught me yeah. that. They taught me how to be connected to the island, and uh, those things are are long gone. I won't teach Adam or my, you know, Why I don't not? think I don't know how to. Mm. I don't have that depth that they do. You But, know, they live on the island. You know, you know how you can feel charge of traffic from a mile away. Oh, I can smell it from right. I can smell it right now. Same, same, same situation. <laughs> same situation. And uh, I think I, I tell you, like, uh, there are some people that are deeply connected to the desert out here. Oh, they understand yeah. it's, it's, it's anger. They understand it's happiness. Yeah. And um, I, I, I dig that really deeply. Um, my grandfather and I uh, were, were, I didn't grow up with him. I yeah. visited him. So oh, I didn't yeah. like very much like you, I assume. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't grow up with him, but when I visited him, uh, I never felt anything other than all-encompassing, unconditional love. Mm. And he taught me how to dance, which is one of my greatest assets. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, he taught me. He taught me a love for words, uh, calligraphy, as a love for character and words, mm. and also he taught me that men are fallible. He was not perfect in any way. Um, but hey, it makes great. He made great people. There you go. You know, and when he passed away, I didn't cry. Mm. It was the weirdest thing. I still haven't cried for when he passed away, and, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if you're supposed to cry when someone passes away. But I was in Canada when he passed away, and uh, Adam was born the year he passed away. Mm. So Adam would, was never meant to meet him. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, but there. All of his characteristics are in Aaron, <laughs> and it's very funny how life does that, like yeah. in and out situation. Um, but I never, I didn't cry, I didn't feel, I didn't, I felt sad, but I didn't feel tears. And I cry openly. I'm not somebody who like holds it back, or if I feel like crying, I'm a cry. Mm. But I didn't feel it, and I, I, I wondered why. I've, I've, I've contemplated why in my lifetime, but maybe it's something you shouldn't get too hung up on, you know. It's an interesting thought. Yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to cry when people die. I think I don't do it disingenuously. If I mean it, if, if I it's mean there, it, it's there. If, it's not, there. Yeah. if it's not, it just ain't. You know. Yeah, I've I never have cried. I think when even when close people to me passed. You never cry. No. Do you and, not and feel the need for it, or do you? Are you holding no, it? No, no, I don't. I don't to try to force it. Later. <laughs> yeah. I don't force it, nor do I hold back, and I don't have shame about crying. I'm very no, comfortable no, with no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's just, it just weird. didn't come to you. The way, my, the way I respond to, I think to it is very different. Maybe, you sleep. Yeah. I slept it off. Like you slept when, like for uh, 20 hours or something. No, 72. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I yeah, just, I just knocked out. when you told me what happened, I figured you would just need time. Yeah. So I didn't bother you or, or call the cops or anything. But <laughs> like, I remember thinking like, yeah. I just knew you know this he's just gonna go and out for a yeah, while but the That's thing cool. is i don't like you know I, i i assume people when you hear something it pierces through you or does it hit you later like i don't know but it's not a piercing pain no i don't find i don't find that to be at like all that. i don't find it to be piercing i no no but i think some people do and i think some maybe, people do yeah but I, i've never been one of those and like i find it a bit mellow and then 
it slows me down. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, fine. What needs to be done now? Yeah, in regards like to going it. back to movement, yeah. I slow down in the mm. face of death, like in the face of when I'm faced mm. with it, when I know someone's going to pass away. Um, I have, uh, I don't think they're going to listen to this anytime soon, but Omar's mom is, you know, mm. she's not well. Uh, and when faced with that, I slow down. Everything slows down. And uh, as someone whose subconscious prerequisite is movement, it ch- it's a change of pace. And I, rec- I recognize that mm. when the moment's happening, you know. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for yeah. that feeling, you know. Um, I'm not afraid of death, though. I feel like I've done quite a lot. And I'm trying my best to live well and to be good to people. Um, the only thing that would be unresolved is that I didn't go to Havana for two months to study dance. That would be the only thing, the bucket list thing. Look like, at where you are. That, exactly. Could that. have been a better person. I could have been a better person. But <laughs> could I have actually been that. a dancer. But then to be honest with you, once I do that, it's like you. Well, now mm. what? And exactly. then you set another, <laughs> the only thing, goal, you mm. know. What's yours? What's yours? What's yours? Like, would you, are you worried about dying? Like, Mm. you don't seem to have a fear of it. No, I was just, I mean, I always talk about it. I've become pretty aware of it. And I try to get as much done before I'm, before I'm gone. Yeah. Like, that, that's it. That's where my head is at with it. I get that. Um, I don't know, maybe because I've been, I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. In my lifetime already. Yeah. And I've, I've lost a lot of close people. So, I've grown accustomed to it in a way. Yeah. Um, and I've grown pretty comfortable with it. So I've allowed for it to kind of drive and motivate me. Um, but then when, as I said, like when I, just, when I see it, it it's, in, in your case, it slows me down. For me, it's just, okay, it's, I know it should be sad. You know it should be sad. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. I don't know if, if I'm not saddened by it necessarily. Fair enough. And then I take my time to reflect and... And really contemplate. And re- exactly. What, uh, you know, uh, I I do. Um, I I'm sure you'll know. You've noticed this. For people close to me, like really, really close, I never put a Facebook status update. Mm. For people that are somewhat distant, you know, friends that I might not have seen in a while, I'll put a I'll miss you status mm. update. But you'll notice for Omar's grandma, I didn't say yeah. a word. For a few people that have passed cl- really close to me, I don't say a word. And I don't know why. I feel yeah. like maybe that's not for public consumption. It's not. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, digital age, all that, you know, you've signed your soul to no more privacy anymore. Yeah. If you exist anywhere online, even if you just have an email. Yeah. Um, and part of that... Those I are the like, terms of engagement. And part of that, I feel like a lot of things, I just don't show them at all. And yeah. this is one of those things where I just never do. Yeah, I get um, that. But it gives some people... Look... My friend Chris passed away in 2007, September mm. 2007, in a really like bad motorcycle accident, like very, very bad. And um, it was a very, it was a turning point for a lot of my friends and Dina's, especially Dina's friends. It was a turning point for for a lot of us because we were young. Uh, it was 10 years ago now. Mm. Um, what I will say about that time was that I do now enjoy going back to his Facebook page and looking at the pictures. It's still I actually, up there. yeah, it's still up there. Mm. I really enjoy it, and people and my friend Thomas Wisdom, who uh, committed suicide, unfortunately, he was not very well, and and depression really took the really got a hold of him, I believe. Um, he, uh, w- I will go back to his page, and I, I look, and I, I have comfort. He 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 drew me, 
he actually mm. uh, drew me. Yeah, he had a sketch of me, mm. uh, and it's quite beautiful, actually. And um, I rarely say that, but it's quite beautiful. And uh, I remember he was in law school with me, and what an amazing and wonderful character. And I sometimes just miss him, so I look back at those moments that we we had. And um, I gotta admit, it's kind of nice to have a Facebook page to go back to. Mm. It, it there's a niceness to it. I see his family. I see his dad write. Um, I see his mom. I don't. His mom doesn't write, but he, I see um, our friends and some of his friends write about how they miss him. There's there's a there's a comfort, even though it's completely false. It's fake, you know. What we're saying is genuine, but mm. the space is virtual. It does, it's not real, yeah. Yeah. So I find that a really interesting, you know. And they've been gone for, you know, seven and, like, I think, se- ten and seven years, respectively. So I think it'll be comfort. It does. When I when I pass away, OT, you're responsible for cleaning out my uh, Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> There's a lot of weird oh, stuff wow. in there. Well, you need to clean that up. That's a serious responsibility. Ever, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. That's how. That's how you know tight we are. You gotta. You gotta find someone to do the. You you need someone to like. But what I'm gonna do is, um, I'm gonna just share like your little happy moments on Facebook so people can find it. The nice But I would definitely ones. clear out your your. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You have to clear out the history. <laughs> yeah. Instagram gets ratchet sometimes. Yeah. You can't. I clean out the other stuff. seeing that. Yeah, and I make yeah, exa- and I clean out like the other stuff from your Facebook. So yeah, you know, and some people like you know what's funny is like some people think like talking like this is morbid, but I find it like <laughs> I'm just like it is what it is. Be yeah. like you know. Yeah, and after meeting your mom, is just you got to take yeah, just make sure my mom only sees the happy things. Yeah. None of that. None of that. Like anything world star hip hop. No. Nine gag? No. I think that's a perfect benchmark. Anything yeah, yeah. else our hip hop should be taken down. Like, yes, no, you gotta delete that. You gotta delete it. Yeah. Keep keep the good morning messages. Yeah. That well, there were some funny good ones. All the dance ones can stay. Yeah. You of know, course. motivational memes, you know, to get you through the week. <laughs> those, those are those stay. I'll delete our, our DMs for sure. Anything. That's the first Any, thing oh my to god, go. yeah, no. There's like there's a lot of ratchet stuff. Um yeah. You've been on a really ratchet roll lately. Lately, I have been. Yeah, um, I've been. I mean, you're, you're in the Philippines. I've so been grateful I, for it. I, like, I had to take your role. It's like connecting back to society. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then thought I'd keep you in a loop. Uh, and oh, you know what else was great? Actually, can I? I want to say this about connecting, taking it back to connecting to my culture. Uh, there, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever stayed at a resort, but if you stay at resorts, there are dances that they do every night. Oh, really? Yeah, wherever you are in the Caribbean, in Jamaica, mm. wherever you know, and in the Philippines. So we were there on Friday night, and Friday they were doing uh, the dance of dances from the south, from Mindanao, in the south of the Philippines. And I was watching, and I was so proud because I knew the meaning of every single one of those dances, and I was able really? to explain to Omar, yeah, this is a dance well that done. celebrates the birds. This is, and my favorite dance in all of the Philippines is is called Sinkil. And Sinkil is a dance done with weaved bamboo. So guy, two, mm. four men stand with bamboo, and they tap it in unison. And it's the dance of a woman's been married, and she's now going from a regular lady to become the princess, the princess bride. Mm. So it's a dance of the princess bride. And so she comes through with her handmaiden and the, and the prince that she's going to marry. And in unison, they do this dance through the bamboo. And it's really, really cool, and it's nice. absolutely beautiful. And it's just a symbol of, you know, of, of generations and history and whatever. And at the end, she comes in walking, and at the end, she goes out 
carried on the bamboo on the on the bamboo set. And I think it's just it was beautiful, and I was really glad that we got to see it. And uh, yeah, and I texted my moms right, and I was like, "Moms, I love this dance. This is my yeah. favorite dance." She's like, "You need a lot of practice." <laughs> That's what you said. I was like, "I just said I love the dance." Uh, we have we have an equivalent of that. Oh, you in do. Sudan, it's Sudan? called uh, Arda. What's Arda? <laughs> <laughs> what, what it's not it's, it's not even close to the equivalent um i feel like okay all the sudden are gonna hear this they're gonna get the joke but it's um i gotta show you the video yeah it's i like, guess we gotta like see a video it's yeah. one of those it's a very traditional dance that i've of, seen um, <laughs> i've seen of, Sudanese yeah, dance of one of, of one of the Sudanese tribes um jali and, and it's um they they just it's swords and a lot of jumping and you it's, you feel like they're about to go to war but not really because what are they what are they uh so um, they're celebrating yeah it's, it's it's celebrating a wedding oh wow um, okay yeah but it really. just looks <laughs> it just looks it looks ratchet doesn't it it's yeah it's but it's a lot of fun kind of ratchet um, have, you, have you ever participated i tried but We're not it's good like it's it. like our version of a mosh pit yeah exactly practice. <laughs> yeah like, i yeah no i i my mom was yeah. like you need practice and i thought to myself i'm like this is what i should be and it's doing. and it's strange because like some of the stiffest looking people that cannot move suddenly, suddenly. oh my god they got skills suddenly they like, all in it somehow they, they could do this oh man i gotta tell you i gotta tell you um you know what i'm noticing now uh, as we as i'm i'm noticing that i'm hungry number one mm. but number two i'm noticing that we're getting we're going back to we should go back to celebrate episodes from a year ago because we now should. we're starting to like come yes. through do you get what i mean yo speaking of so i don't know if i could talk about this yet but i'm gonna do it anyway i was talking to sufian earlier today yeah and he's in town in november for a couple of gigs oh. and i was like we should do an episode because the last time i flew to sudan at episode eight okay so it should be he should be one away yeah maybe right yeah, yeah it should yeah, be like yeah. one away episodes yeah. later. so you know when he's here definitely we're, we're gonna record that yeah one. um funny thing yeah no i we when i was in amsterdam i was gonna hit up tyrone but i didn't because i just mm. wanted to like i i told you this yeah. is what happens when i travel i become recluse like yeah, normally like i just want to i just want to hang out like by myself you know um so Uh, this time around I was actually I didn't want to connect with anybody but I thought to myself I was like we should really reconnect with a lot of our, our guests because yeah. some of them are doing amazing they things. are amazing before things. the end of the year I've, uh, I've committed to the thought of <laughs> going to Sudan and doing something with that trip you should so we need to make it happen you should come you just go make it happen I'm down you, you know I'm Sudanese DTF business. I'm so down to yeah. go to Sudan people already think you're I, I'm like 100%
What up, nation? Welcome to your tribe. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please rate and review the show via your iTunes app, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or your preferred podcatcher. Hit us with those five stars and your comments and let us know how you feel. And if you really enjoyed the show that much, please share it with your friends. Let's keep the word going. You can always catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud. We're at Decan Show, and we love talking to you. And if you'd like to hit me up personally on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud, I'm at Reem Hamid. For more information and access to our exclusive content, visit www.decanshow.com and subscribe to our newsletter. See you all next week. Much love.
around your defenses In my arms, yes, you're defenseless Like you in court with a public defendant Star witness wanna sing But if you on the team, we gon' swing for the fences When it's go time on that goal line, shit I be making the call, just give me the ball I'll get you the inches Cross my age, talking marriage and babies And I'm like, been there, done it, boss The young girls wanna love me long time But then you gotta listen to him talk Talking me, me, me like she about to sing Acapella on the steps of City Hall Some set the bar, some raise the bar I pass the bar, let me get you all hey.
Yo, no preservatives, still it won't perish. 360 like the Willie Dean Ferris. Take them on a ride from 09 till infinity. Figure eight rappers and styles will get it with me. No preservatives, still it won't perish. 360 like the Willie Dean Ferris. Take them on a ride from 09 till infinity. Figure eight rappers and styles will get it with me.